So it's seven metres out. Australia needs to try to win the game. Cobain takes the line out. Australia trying to drive ahead. Regan again. And Larkham. Kefu. And we're back with another episode of the Running Rugby Podcast. And once again, things have flipped on their head and no one understands what is going on. Round four of the Rugby Championship is done and pretty much the opposite of the week before happened, except to much greater margins. Uh, the All Blacks took down Argentina 53-3, to bouncing back. Um, after losing by seven points, they then put 50 on Argentina. Ooh, doggy. I mean, no one, I don't think, thought that I don't know, we're going to win twice in a row in New Zealand, but 50 points, that really takes a little bit of the luster off that win um, two weeks ago there. And then Australia, Allianz Stadium, you know, new stadium, getting a bit of hype there. I know Lee and Toby were, were there. They were cheering on. Um Multiple injuries uh, reshuffled completely this back line. We're playing two halfbacks um, for quite a bit of this game. And Mapimpi got his revenge in the end and Edzabeth almost killed someone. Um, but South Africa won 24-8 and it was convincing. And I don't think there was any point um, after about, what, boys, after the first five, ten minutes after Matt Phillip got yellow carded and they scored. What's that, nine minutes in that we thought the Wallabies really had a chance here? Um, on a scale of like uh, zero to like going out of the World Cup in the quarterfinals in 2007, where are we today? In terms of like where's the team at? Like, like no, 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 just your depression. Team? Just your, oh, your depression. overall depression in terms of Wallaby state of affairs. I'm like an eight. Oh. I don't think I'm that bad. I don't think I don't think I'm an eight. I might be a I might be a six and a half. Like it's it sucks because it was an opportunity to embed um, more more history over the Springboks recent history and also christen the new stadium. Um, felt good coming off the previous week in Adelaide, the afternoon rugby show. But yeah, slow starts. Hey, they're just it, we're either on or we're not. Last week we were on and everything landed. You know. Um, all, all the support lines were right. Everyone was everyone was delivering the right passes, making the best decisions up at the line, putting people through gaps, and then a couple of injuries and um, just like a real a real fiery return match for the for the Springboks, and yeah, it just all just all looked pretty tier two after after that. I mean that puts us to eighth in the world, and we're we're bordering on dropping out of tier one nations, really, with um, a few more performances like that. I mean, no one could predict we were going to lose our ten and our twelve. Hunter and Noah both going out with HIAs, and that really threw a spanner in the works. I mean, we were already not starting looking that hot, um, but that just yeah escalated things to sort of beyond uh, beyond a little bit of repair. And as you say, the, the big Springboks boys were on for this one and they were 
bashing us at every moment that they could. And the 6-2 bench obviously didn't provide us with enough redundancy there in the backs. I kind of thought after Adelaide, felt like um, Pete Samu and Leota, like, like they came on fairly late. They, they chipped in, but whether we needed both of them, like didn't feel like they, they played a fairly bit role in that game. And then we stuck with the 6-2, I guess, because it was the recent winning formula and left ourselves pretty exposed. Like, would we have been in a better position having Foley there on the bench? I don't think it would have been worse. No, it's, I think it's, again, Rennie hasn't lo- uh, like learnt from a previous mistake in that sort of selection. Like, he's trying to get Leota in there to bash some people, but when you bring him on in the last 10 minutes, it's hardly achieving much. I think Samu mm-hmm. makes sense because he, he lifts the tempo off the bench. He provides that cover at pretty much six, seven, eight. Um, and yeah, like the South African boys, they're big, they're physical, but we were matching them in the first game. And I think they, they turned it up obviously in this one and we just couldn't step up that next mark, but injuries don't help. But if you have an unbalanced bench like that, with Jake Gordon playing on the wing, like it's just, once we lose our playmaking stocks, like our combinations already kind of still a little bit Very raw and shaky. And now it's like, well, you know, you need to have cover at those key positions and it's not adequate, I think, to consider Hodger number 10. I just don't think it's going to work, you know, now and then, but you can't rely on him consistently to be a backup 10. You need to have a specialist coming off the bench and every other nation tends to do that. Like this is something we saw a bit with Checker as well, but I just don't think it works. You need a scrum half and you need number 10. Super rugby might be a different story, but in internationals, I think it's too it's too important not to have that fly half replacement there. Also losing Tupo without him even taking the field. Like I feel like his injections have been a bit tepid at times in the last couple of games anyway, but um, but that's just more, more minutes for Alatar. Yeah, like didn't even get the chance to bring him on and, and try and um, sort of rattle their cage, win a couple of scrums. You know, get a bit, get a bit of a penalty run on and, and get up the field. Um, didn't I mean, you know? Didn't really execute set piece. Like I said, saying passing and timing was just off, and, and it just broke down further once they lost the key guys. I would say my depression is very high in terms of the Wallies, but it's because I've been to both Sydney games, one against England, one against the Springboks, where I think we on the day were or could have been the better team. We had the potential to win that game. You know, it would have been tight, but I think if things had gone our way like they did in Adelaide, we have the potential to win. Um, Similarly against England, we just didn't perform. And you get two really disappointing results um, in a key rugby city where you need to be achieving. As Leo said, it's a new stadium, second game over there, and it's just a letdown after a bit of a blockbuster. You know, I mean, the rugby league, it was a bit one-sided as well the the night before. But still, I think it was a real opportunity for the Wallabies to to make an impression like they did in Adelaide and they just let it slip and can't really afford to do that with the state of the game. I think we just need to be better and more consistent. If nothing else, maybe this is like the, the darkest point before the dawn in the next five years, while we're not, might not be ready next year to contest in the final stages of the world cup There's a five year run up. And I feel like, you know, you used to get the old VCRs of like World Cup campaigns of like it all it all started coming together when the coaching staff of so and so and so and so came together. 
five years out and put together a plan and blah, 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 blah. Like it's got like the, that, that building and stepwise improvement. And then you just see the journey they've been on. Like if, if dropping down to eighth or even ninth after this week doesn't shake the hell up out of the guys and, and um, you know, bring through a bunch more new people in the next couple of years who are just fiery and, and thirsty for um, the contest. Um, like hopefully, hopefully that's sort of the result we get. It's not just a downward spiral. It's got to hit the bottom somewhere. But wasn't that with Rennie, like 2020? Yeah, I feel like Wise Mantle, Matt Taylor. Like I was looking at that then. I was like, this is great. Like we're turning things around. Everything seemed to be trending in the right direction. And, yeah, we gave him a bit of time to embed himself. He blooded some young players, formed those combinations. And now this was meant to be the year, I think, where things came together more. And this is shaky as we've ever been under him. But injuries. like Simon yeah, I know. Because he blew but himself up in the com games. Like we have built a bit of depth in a lot of of those positions that we were lacking in, and I know that it's hard when you're playing teams like the All Blacks or the Springboks. But yeah, that's just kind of the market we're in, and we need to be better, or we're going to just keep getting people turning off the game. Um, Rennie has to turn around pretty soon because, I mean, I don't see us making a coaching change ahead of next year, but. Like you say, if, if things kind of go pear-shaped for the next 18 months and we really need a maestro to come in and turn things around before the Home World Cup. Yeah, that's it because we had a disappointing result in that World Cup and they'll be looking forward to them, all the money they're already investing in 2027. Um, and it's going to be a big investment and they're, they're going to want to have a strong showing. They're going to want to be attracting players from other codes to get into this and getting all the big names they can. So very difficult. And it doesn't particularly get any easier. We head into this week with a midweek game Thursday night in Melbourne. Um, that's right, because it's AFL finals. The uh, Wallabies can't even get a weekend game here. Um, again, adding a little bit to the depression here. And obviously a team that um, Australia now did not manage to get a victory last year against them. Um, last time we won was... Uh, back in 2021 um, at Suncorp uh, in the second round of the rugby championship then. Um, and last year we copped some heavy defeats, including that 35-point um, loss in Eden Park. And the nonsensical thing about having a Thursday game for the Wallabies in Melbourne is that, like, Friday night Geelong is playing Brisbane. And I know that that... That couldn't have been foreseen necessarily, but Saturday's in Sydney at 4.45, so there wouldn't have been a clash of times if you played it at 8 o'clock in Melbourne on Saturday night. So it's just, you know, I know they probably thought that maybe there'd be two Melbourne teams there playing at home and could have been Friday, Saturday night back-to-back, but why not play it on a Sunday then in that case? It just seems a bit strange to put it at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. It's not a particularly good stadium anyway. No, they probably wouldn't fill the MCG. No, I mean, probably the problem is down there that um, is it Amy Stadium? Amy Park is a bit too small. Mm. MCG is a bit too big. Marvel's like, well, you know, no one really likes to go there, but it's fine. You can deal with it. But you put on a Thursday, I mean, you'd hope they get a decent crowd, but I reckon they might struggle. Um, The fact that New Zealand's playing might just, you know, get them over the line in that respect. People the like to see the All Blacks. Yeah. But, the fact they've yeah. got a big, big weekend of um, AFL finals happening, like 
maybe there'll be enough people in town and say, oh, you would chuck on a, a ticket to this as well. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, we kind of need to pull something out here. Like you said before, like you were mentioning, Arch, we've, we've been kind of win one, lose one. Um, a really roller coaster ride mm-hmm. in terms of our form. So maybe we can pull t- pull it together in this adversity and perform again. All right, we've seen the changes in terms of the squad naming. Um, really, the biggest things that we've seen, obviously, Foley uh, is there. Curtly is there in the squad. Um, Rory Arnold is out and going to be out for the rest of the year. Caden Neville is coming back in. That's about sort of the biggest changes we've seen. No other sort of um, big differences. What do you expect to see when we see a lineup named probably in the next 24 hours or so? Just to add to that, like no no return for Jock. Like <laughs> given given the knock, knock around, Lollacy is the last healthy man from our original group of three and Jock's still Jock's out there playing for brothers up in Queensland. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely been passed by when he could have been brought back in um, and, and sort of even as a support for Foley. Um, but I, I, I think guess I, I expect to see Foley on the bench. Yeah, you have start to Foley on the bench. Assuming Noah's right from his head mm. knock. Um, Curly hasn't played since March or something, so I don't see him coming in. I think it's good to have him around the group. I think as a, a guy in training, obviously passing on all that knowledge, but surely he's not up to speed to, to be playing a, a Bledisloe. You know, maybe if we get desperate in New Zealand with his experience, but you'd have to say that, you know, Bird of Foley's had a pretty killer season in Japan and I'm sure he'd be ready to step up if he got the opportunity, but you have to give Noah another go, mm. I think. He hasn't been that terrible when, you know, he went off early in the last game, didn't really get to show his wares, so yeah. hopefully he's good to go. They don't get better by not playing. Like at this point, even... Knocks like, his confidence too. Yeah, knocks the confidence, but it's still there's still positives you can take out of the game. And there's people in that um, coaching group management team who are there to manage the guy's mental state and try and get them to focus on the right things and um, I suppose build build a positive outlook on on what they've managed to do, even if the result ultimately hasn't gone their way. I think our biggest issue has been obviously losing Karevi. I think that's been huge in terms of directing the back line around and then compounding it with Quade going out. Jock completely out of form. And now it's all kind of on Noah and makeshift Reese Hodge. So Bernard Foley could be the answer. I mean, he he left Australian rugby not in good form and there were a lot of question marks over him in 2018, 2019. But if we look back to... I know it's a long time ago, but 2015 World Cup, his combination with Curly, if they've got anything left in their legs, you know, they've got the brain, they've got the rugby IQ there. If he can kind of be more of a, a game manager, maybe than a game breaker, perhaps like Quaid was starting to do with his comeback, then maybe that could be an answer or at least until the end of next year. Oh, do you remember that 2018 sort of time when we had... Um... We had Tamua, Beal, and Foley like rotating through starting 10, 12, and you'd have like Foley playing 12 and things at times. And oh, yeah, was that was rough, when it went wrong. That was some rough, rough times. I, yeah. I agree though. Like, I think Noah has absolutely shown that he can do it, um, but he can do it when the team's moving forward and he's on the front foot. 
Um, if if they're under a lot of pressure moving backwards, he has trouble inserting himself in the game. And that's why you do enjoy it when having someone like Karevi that he can just shovel the ball on and will get you going forward. Um, it's and, difficult for him, given his size, taking yeah. the line. Like, yeah, I, I don't like you're not how much, much confidence. Been, been negative towards Noah um, every time he has yeah. any sort of lackluster game. It's immediately, this is this is the reason Noah can't be an international team. And I really don't like that because yeah, I think wrong. he has shown enough. And I just think he's copying a lot for, like there is a lot of people underperforming and the whole team is not doing well. You can't just blame the number 10 because... Um, you're not seeing him do anything like fantastic when the team's not moving forward as a whole. 100%. Swinging to the forwards, like I think I think we kind of know what the back line looks like, but the forwards, like I, I, I'm happy with the back row. I don't think we change the back row. And I like Pete Samu off the bench. I think as Toby said, he ups the tempo. He plays that kind of um, that late, late phase um, period in the game really well. Uh, supports well so so that's fine um i really want to see i guess i'd like to see darcy and uh caden neville if if they've got i think darcy can manage the line out so that sort of takes the need to have matt phillip there out of the equation why do you want to get Um, rid of matt phillip Matt Phillip's very consistent like i've warmed on him um as he's sort of come back into the fold the last year and a half but I just don't think he he doesn't give you that next level, and I don't think you win these games unless you've at least got players that'll break it open. Like Darcy will swim through the mall. Caden Neville's just massive in in the rucks. I feel like Matt Phillip is, uh, you know, he, he's consistent. He he the lineups have been very solid under him, which is great. But I don't think you lose that with Darcy and Caden Neville. Um, and I don't know. I think there's just there's just more. Um, more willingness in in Darcy and, and Caden Neville to to really push on. I think Philip starts to look a little bit tired, not not necessarily tired like fatigue tired, just like not, not giving. Not, he's not, not he's not the best athlete. Let's be honest. I mean, he's, he plays he's probably big, above he, his strengths in terms of his talent. Like he probably plays to the full extent of his talent. But and he's, he's not going to break through the line like like um, Caden Neville. sometimes does. Oh no! Yeah, he's not a he's not an athlete like that. Whereas no. I feel like, like Jed is a real, I feel like and break and offload a little bit. Um, Jed, Jed kind Matt of Phillips a bit gumby. Yeah, and want him to yeah. try that. I feel like those yeah. other guys, you would. Yeah, I like the combo with the Brumbies, with the Brumbies I, guys. Even just, if you get all three Brumbies guys in there, I just yeah. I think it's very unlikely you're going to see Philip not start in this game. He's been sort of the staple yes. in that second row under Rooney. Yeah. I think it'd be more likely be, to see like see like Jed not get the six and then go back to like Leota or something for six. Oh. Like Give I Harry feel like Wilson might... a go. Well he's back Jeez. in the squad so at least they put Valatini at six and give Harry Wilson a go. At least if you're gonna drop Jed out of the starting lineup which I think would be I'd, pretty harsh. But I don't think you should do it but he I is a big fan it. of Leota for some reason. And Leota in Melbourne, I think they might want to do it. They might want to put a couple of reds yeah. in. Yeah, you've got Kellaway and Hodge. That's all you need, really. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. I mean, Matt Phillip as well, obviously. Um, Would you yeah, consider putting Samu on to start at seven? No. Hey, Samu. No, I mean, 
Fraser's Fraser's been a weapon. He was went pretty absent in that last game. Everyone Unless you do play Samu and you play that sort of bigger back back row, and then that opens up room for Harry Wilson to come off the bench. That could be an option. But then I'm worried you're just bringing Leota off the bench. And it's well, like, yeah, that's what you're doing. It would Anyone else changes? Any changes at Hooker? You think Fiangu stays in? I think Pareki comes back in. Start. If Pareki's fit. And it's obviously Starting. going to be Slipper and oh, Triple A. Fine. Yeah. And Triple A is not like seven A's. I mean, Tonga Thor's good to go, right? Is he? I think, I he's, I think he's overcome the calf injury. Like he did mid-season for Super Rugby? The, Look, the one that know. he didn't he, really he definitely have until he did it in the warm-up? He definitely won't start, but ever since his daughter's yeah. been born, he's been right off the boil. Mm. So, anyway, I mean, I don't think you'll see too many changes. I don't think we can risk too much. We'll start Kellaway. If Pais- Pais- we really do need Paisami to be fit. Where? On the wing. Okay. Well, yeah. Instead of right. Be- yeah. No, no, 100%. with right. Where's Marika? Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, hey, where was Kellaway last week? Was Kellaway off the, the bench? Off it the was bench. off the bench. Okay. And then he okay. played Tom, 13. Tom Wright, Tom Wright will get dropped to yeah, the bench yeah. and or it'll be mixed up. Yeah. Kellaway will start 100%. It's, it's whether they think they can put him at fullback, but I think Hodge ends up holding the fullback. I really, tell me about Reese Hodge in the starting 15 just irks me. It's like it's like Matt Phillip. Like the way he runs like... They deliver usually, um, but they don't really, they don't break the game open. They don't have They're that They're not top-tier international players. I don't think they'll ever be. That's what I mean. They've yeah. just got a ceiling that other players don't have, and I think in this situation, you want to max that ceiling. I don't, I don't think there's any point in going conservative. It's all about put 50 points on Argentina. You're playing the Thursday night in Melbourne. Too. There's been no, no kind of atmosphere. We might go Just back to kicking, kicking it a lot. That's the one thing they keep Hodge for, though, because he's yeah, got a big boot. <laughs> the value of him. That, well, I think that was one thing that we did very poorly on last weekend. Um, Nick White and Noah both put balls out on the full. Um, when you thought they were going to do yeah. pinpoint sort of kicks in behind South Africa, and we just we just mm-hmm. destroyed any sort of territory game um, with that. But we are left in a situation now where the rugby championship can be won by any team. Like we have three teams Which on nine good. points, and then New Zealand out there on ten points. We are and that's never happened before. Yeah, those like, so, with Argentina included. Yeah, absolutely, and so. We are in this sort of situation now where, um, hang on, it's changed now looking at this. I thought we were still in front of South Africa, but now it looks like we've dropped below South Africa. There's some weird laws in terms of rugby championship in terms of how um, it's decided of whether whether you, what the tiebreak is because it's not points for and against. I thought it was total tries scored at one point, but maybe it's now gone away from that. Um, but in Lots any case, people going. In any case, um, what do you boys think the line is going to be for this first Bledisloe game? I hesitated mm-hmm. to even call it a Bledisloe. I don't know if it deserves that that num- name. Thursday night footy. Um, I, I think it's going to be pretty um, pretty pessimistic for the Australians. Unfortunately, I think I think it's probably off the last week. New Zealand's not really dealing with a bunch of injuries, right? They're 
they're looking pretty fresh. Get their first pick squad basically. I think this is this is gonna be like 16 and a half, probably more. Yeah, I think Leo's bang on. I'll go 12 and a half, just be different. Well, Toby is bang on because it is just 12 and a half. Oh, um, on the New generous. Zealand market. So it's amazing considering what they were doing to Argentina um, mm. two gonna, weeks ago. They're going to beat us by 13 plus. You'd have to think. Do you have any hope for a victory here or is our biggest hope that we can keep this close? No, I hope. I think that they've looked out of sorts at times. I know, that's what I'm saying. Think... It's the law of week in, week out. No, I think this I think is their week New to be out. Back. Yeah, no, that's they've... right. They've got the monkey off the back. I think they're going to be. I feel like we thought popular. that versus South Africa when they came back and beat them, and then they lost. Yeah, and that's why. Argentina. I mean, we've been we've been wrong. Like in Adelaide, we're like, yeah, South Africa should get this one. And we um, we knew the South Africa game was a was a. Remember, we said it was a band aid on an open wound because that was a come from behind two tries in the last ten minutes affair. Putting putting Argentina down with fifty points and just constant kicks and offloads through Will Jordan streaking at Artie. Sevilla just crashing. Sam Kane was laying on massive hits on the Argentines. Like they were revved up and they were just lighting every player up. I think, I think it's about relieving the pressure though. Like I think that was what it was about. It's not necessarily the scoreline. It's a solid win. Even if it had been by 20, I think I'd still be pretty pessimistic about the Wallabies' chances given the way they've been playing. You know, Adelaide was fine, but I think like Archie said, everything kind of went our way. So, you know, if we get behind early here, I think it could be a real pasting. Yeah, I think you yeah. might see us, again, do a lot to try and get in front early and try and really push hard. We'll take the queue off if we get that option. We'll try and get something up and competable, do it short and get someone coming back and knocking it back, and we'll just try and do attack all out for that first we five have minutes. To. And that's going to be our main yeah. sort of game plan. It's, it's lucky Artie Sevilla is not travelling with the team, so he will not be playing for the All Blacks in this game. So we don't have to contest with him, but, I mean, that just opens the door for where they're going to see um, Hoskins Tutu or potentially even Luke Jacobson coming back for that um, eight jersey, it sounds like. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of um, lineup they put in from there, but I think otherwise their team's pretty much set. Um, they're not going to be changing a huge amount there. Um, and Argentina are hosting South Africa, um, back in South America, this one. And um, I think this is going to be quite an interesting game. You've got, uh, again, two teams that would have felt like uh, have had a couple more results go their way. Um, and they've they've both got the ability to stand up and have monster performances. They've both got really big forward packs that are absolutely going to want to fight each other for the majority of this game and have been trying to fight most of the other teams. Um it comes to us, it's going to be uh, like 5 a.m. Australian time, 7 a.m. New Zealand time. Um, guys, do you have any feelings one way or another what you think here? Argentina are going to be hurting. Um, obviously, like, it's embarrassing what happened after what's been a pretty good rugby championship for them. Certainly, you know, multiple, multiple records falling in their victories against us and New Zealand. Um, so I think they'll be fired up and Checker will, Checker will get them up for this. And uh, I will be interested to see if the Springboks, because they, they have worn some injuries now as well in the in the halves. And they, I think they actually looked pretty sharp um, this last week against us. So 
Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they change much from there, if they keep that same team, because I think that was pretty much the best team they could put on the park. Um, I think that probably levels it a bit and definitely gives the Argentinians a chance to fire up at home. And they're probably favoured, like the Argentinians probably favoured by, I don't know, five and a half, maybe, maybe three and a half. Like it's, it feels like it'll be close, but I think they'll have the favour. Yeah, I mean, you never know what Savary's going to do with their lineups, but oh, yeah. Surprised we haven't got it yet. I'd say, yeah, they tend to put it up like a week early. Um, I thought we would have got it like half time in the last game. <laughs> they, who knows? They could rotate the whole bloody team like before and just mix things up a lot. I think Argentina are right to steal one, um, but I think South Africa would be favoured by like three and a half. South Africa are favoured by seven and a half. Um, so wow. uh, probably a good, good bet on plus seven and a half. Yeah, on Argentina, I think at home, you never know what these boys can put together. Because um, they've got stuff, they've got something to play for. I mean, they're always playing for pride, but like like you say, after the championship's on the line. That's it. They win this one convincingly. Then are they off to South Africa? Yeah, then they're going back to yeah. South Africa. So that's a tough ask, but Checker would be, that would be He'd the be instilling a whole lot of faith in, yeah, in these boys to do that. Um, and play and keep everything um, on the hunt for this final game, because if yeah. you if you have Australia and New Zealand, Australia potentially winning in Australia and Argentina winning in Argentina, that's just going to be an amazing sort of final round here, and it's going to come right down to the wire. Um, like I think. Six Nations esque, absolutely, day, yeah. yeah. Final game, final day. Um, so it's good to see. That I mean, from that point of view, you have to enjoy the spectacle of what the rugby championship is. It's just purely as a Wallaby supporter, we're all in a bit of a dark place at the moment. Yeah, 100%. I think it's really good to see more parity. And, you know, the ABs have had a really tough year. We'll see if that continues um, in these last few games. But I think it really speaks to the fact that you've got to get teams like Fiji and Japan in, particularly when they have some pretty reputable coaching staffs now and, you know, there's some money flowing through their systems. I think, yeah. you know, getting getting the rugby championship up to six teams, um, maybe you go to playing each other once and it just rotates year to year, home and away. But yeah, overall, I think we need to expand the footprint, particularly if we are in, you know, if we're at risk of losing South Africa in the next five years to the Six Nations then we do have to kind of implement a plan around that. And, and maybe by expanding now, if that were to happen, there'd be, it would soften the blow a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think Japan and Japan and Fiji and maybe then the U S towards 2030 or early 2030s might be an opportunity there, play some games in Hawaii, um, LA. And then, you know, that could feed into maybe the expansion of super rugby for maybe a few more teams down the line as well. Well, at least in the sevens, uh, we are having some success with our Australian teams continuing to do well. Our our men's team weren't quite in the medals uh, in the South African sevens there, but uh, our women um, getting the gold uh, with Madison Levi getting a hat-trick in the final then, and that, that cements both our women's and Australian's um, sevens team to winning... Um, the overall series um, of the sevens, which is great to see. And the women's taking out um, the coveted triple crown, having now won that 
having come away with gold at the Commonwealth Games and the last Olympic gold as well. Um, so all great sort of signs from there. Uh, I think they may be thinking about trying to draft some of this sevens team into the Wallaroos um, because some of their experience now could, could be a valuable sort of asset moving forward. But great to see for those guys as the our sevens sort of international season wraps up as well. And we'll leave it there for this week, boys. Um, obviously, the Thursday night game and then early morning Sunday, uh, the penultimate round of the Rugby Championship will be wrapping up and we'll be back next week to have a look at what happened in these games, see if we can elevate our levels of depression uh, to even more record-breaking um, levels as the Wallabies rankings slip to record-breaking levels also. Make sure you are um, keeping up with everything on our social media um at running rugby podcast on instagram or at running rugby pod on twitter or liking and subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts one more week hopefully um a little bit less depressing we'll see some new faces running out there out there in the gold hopefully we see um a good crowd down there in melbourne uh as always we will continue to keep on running happy birthday to toby you know take care of your liver money run